From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, August 10th. On the side of the road in Bears Ears National Monument, a group of about 10 people are taking in the landscape. There are lovely canyons of nice, vibrant red with brush all over them. They're lush green, and we have nice yellow flowers. That's Melissa De La Paz. We're making these observations because, well, we've been instructed to. And everyone's around looking at this landscape, and there's people out here with nets <laughs> trying to catch butterflies, but so far failing. <laughs> That's right. This group is trying to carefully and gracefully observe and catch butterflies. I'm looking for a shape that doesn't look like it belongs on the flower there. I'm like, yep, there's a weird-looking triangle sitting on top of that flower. Probably a butterfly. Rob Hanawacker, an expert at spotting and catching butterflies. In this little group, he has the most experience with it. And just a few paces from where we're standing, he spots something. One checkered white. No, Becker's white with the bee. Becker's white a butterfly known from Mexico to Canada. This one flies off, evading capture from Hanawacker's net. Because it was upset I got its name wrong. This is the first annual Bears Ears butterfly count, a chance for citizen scientists to learn along with experts like Hanawacker. He describes himself as a naturalist and has led these types of counts for years in Bryce Canyon, Grand Canyon, and the LaSalle Mountains near Moab. We have a, a neat concept here with uh, uh, what's called uh, island biogeography. Um, we have these high country areas that are surrounded by arid grasslands, juniper pinyon, and, and pretty stark desert. So these little high country areas are really like islands. And uh, you'll have populations that'll fluctuate. And they're much more vulnerable to uh, environmental change. So noticing what's out there now, even in an informal butterfly gathering, can be important. The Xerxes Society advocates for conservation of invertebrates. And they call butterflies valuable pollinators that support the health of ecosystems. Like many other insect species, butterflies are experiencing declines. The Xerxes Society estimates 19% of butterfly species in the U.S. are at risk of extinction. And it's not just the ones with special habitat needs. Butterfly counts can help us keep track of, like, the species that are in the area and, like, why we're protecting the area. Ricky Begay, volunteer manager with the Bears Ears Partnership. Folks might know the organization by its old name, Friends of Cedar Mesa. Butterflies are experiencing changes due to habitat loss, climate change, disease, pesticides, invasive plants... Protected areas like parks and monuments can be a refuge. Yeah. So this is the first um, Bears Ears um, butterfly count that I know of. Um, I really want to bring the community out and show them like what life is out here and kind of showing what we're trying to protect and like what species are here and what species are rare or like what new species are coming into the area. I want to make sure like the next generation knows what was here because um, they might never ever see it again. The gay calls himself an introvert. But he's the curious type of introvert that loves bringing people together, especially over the natural world. He organized this count, and he's excited because there are people here who work for arches, canyonlands, natural bridges, and Mesa Verde National Parks, like De La Paz. Okay, so we have um, five white butterflies, and then we also have five 
male checkered white butterflies. She's reviewing the list of butterfly sightings so far, and she says she's here to gain broader knowledge about this region. At Mesa Verde, she's working on a trails crew, doing lots of whetstone work. And so we wet the concrete and we wet the like the pavement and we're going to stove stuff like that and all the butterflies rush in and drink the water. And like there's some really nice blue ones and some white ones as well. I'm just like, wow, I, I wish I knew what they were. <laughs> yeah, we notice them, especially when we're working with water. Troy Rudy brings one to her attention. It's the first time he's held a butterfly, and he's doing it very carefully with forceps. It's called the variegated fritillary. You can't see the backside of its wings, but it's like orange and yellow. It's really pretty. Um, there were two of them pretty close to each other, and he's mentioning that's kind of common. They're, they'll hang out together, but then they'll also harass one another, so... It's kind of a sibling relationship. (laughs) Butterflies are a type of moth, and they're easier to count than others because they carry out their business in the daytime, just like humans. Hannah Wacker says researchers and volunteers in our region have documented 130 species of butterflies in southeast Utah alone. They range from the common to the endemic, meaning species known only to exist here and nowhere else in the world. There's certainly some species that have very isolated populations. They're going extinct. There's some butterflies that are going extinct. They're more adapted to the last epoch or even the epoch prior, which was the Pleistocene epoch. Um, so that's kind of like seeing a, a ground sloth, a giant ground sloth, you know, um, to actually have those kinds of butterflies still in existence. Hanawacker tries not to get too precious about species. He advocates for the protection of the entire ecosystem, not just because of a few species within it. But checking them off, it's clear, that's kind of the fun of it. As the day goes on, we gain elevation, where the plant nectar is juicier, and there's more and more butterflies. Um, I've got one white line sphinx butterfly which is the one that kind of looks like a hummingbird. I've got two gray-haired streak. The Colorado hair streak, the great spangled fritillary, the southwestern fritillary, Widemiter's admiral. Observing them is one thing, but catching them is another. (laughs) Um, I'm still learning. I mean, butterflies are kind of not really predictable. (laughs) They try to avoid, like, big people moving, I would say. Begay again. He's holding a butterfly net and showing me his technique. Usually butterflies like to fly upwards, not downwards or sideways. So it's pretty easy to catch them like that if they're just kind of chilling. It's all about being patient and moving slowly, keeping your nose to the plants. I realize on this count that getting to know butterflies is all about getting to know plants. We learn that Prince's plume and penstemons attract swallowtail butterflies. Sand buckwheat at the right time could bring in a rare Ellis's blue butterfly. And then there's the rock goldenrod, a favorite plant for hair streak butterflies. And it's on a rock goldenrod that we find a very small, very colorful hair streak. Here's Hannah Wacker. The Siva juniper hair streak. Our little Siva subspecies here, I think, is the prettiest of all the subspecies of juniper hair streaks. <laughs> Hopefully, nobody in other regions gets upset with that. <laughs> I think it's true. We have all kinds of variations of tans and greens. Wow. On the upper side, it's usually um, 
beautiful browns. The hair streaks get their name from little hairs that extend beyond their hind wing. So it's thought if a bird were flying by, it would think the head is right here where the movement is. But the butterfly scoots on that way. It's so tiny. It's teeny tiny. <laughs> beautiful little um, sort of patterning, uh, light colored silvery patterning, the lines. And then you, even though it's a little beat up on the end, you can still see the tail somehow survived. Hannah Wacker removes the forceps and the teeny tiny butterfly rests on his finger. It's just like sitting on your finger to like catch its bearings, I guess? I think so. I think you're right. But what is nice though, it seems like if you handle the butterfly okay, uh, oftentimes they go right back to what they were doing before. Mm. And, uh, and that's really a good sign. The butterfly takes flight searching for another nectar-filled plant in Bears Ears National Monument. Yeah, two new species for the list. For pictures and more info on the first annual butterfly count, find the show notes of today's news. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, August 10th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.